How do you make a podcast in South Africa? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to the show. My name is Jonathan Varnke. I'm the MD of the South African Podcasters Guild, a nonprofit organization that we've created to help South Africans make more better podcasts, to uplift the industry, and to professionalize it to the point that you can have a career in podcasting that'll bring you enough income that you don't have to have side hustles. If you're listening to this, you're probably a member, so that's no surprise. The goal of this show is to take you through the process of creating a successful podcast from start to finish, given the unique particularities of the South African podcasting environment, landscape, economy, population, languages, all of the little things that make South Africa special. We're going to start before the beginning. In today's conversation, I chat to Gavin Kennedy, who is the founder of Solid Gold Podcasts and Audiobooks. Gavin has been involved in the production of literally hundreds of podcasts. He has a business in Gauteng with 11 studios that are there for hire. He has forgotten more about podcasting than I will ever know. And he's a huge font of wisdom and knowledge and a wonderful pleasure to speak to. We actually spoke for so long that we've split this conversation into two pieces. The first being about what to think about before you start your podcast. And the second piece being about branded content, the kind of work that Gavin does. Just a little disclaimer on this. Gavin thinks from a business perspective and he thinks deeply about the purpose of podcasts. But he's also very clear that if you're an amateur or a hobbyist or you just want to learn how to podcast before you really go you know, full on and try to make a living out of it, then don't put too much pressure on yourself about all this brand strategy and content strategy and stuff. Everything you need to make a podcast is in your pocket right now, and you can have a podcast up by the end of today. As one of our directors, Paolo, says, if you're not embarrassed by the first few episodes you made, you waited too long. So take all of Gavin's advice, think about it deeply, and get out there and make something. Let's get into it. Thank you very much for joining us, Gavin. Uh, I know that you're an extremely busy man. I've seen your spreadsheets, your production spreadsheets, and it is a highly complex nightmare. <laughs> Recently, when I came to watch your seminar that you did at Innovation City about the ultimate podcast success guide, one of the first things that you were asked was, what is a podcast? What is the definition of the word? And I do feel like that's always changing. You made an excellent point about what podcast actually means. So I'll just ask you to repeat that point here. We can get precious about what a podcast is and the definition of it and be purists and say it's an RSS, a whole bunch of technical requirements. Mm -hmm. But I think the days of being that much of a podcast nerd and one of the OGs and original fans and, and producers is not going to serve you. The, the analogy is you approach a pedestrian crossing and you've got right of way, but there's a truck that's coming that's clearly not going to stop. You can step out in front of it and be right, but you're still dead. Hmm. Or be pragmatic and say, I have right of way, let me not exercise it. And, and the parallel is that I think it's more pragmatic to say we use the word podcast in varying ways, but they really all signal independence. They signal that we made this hmm. for ourselves, for our clients, independently, you can trust us. So it's more that's built into the meaning of the word podcast than the technical 
parameters. People go, does a podcast have video? Yes or no? We can debate that for hours and hours. What's the point of debating it? Do you mm. need video to do what you're trying to do? Cool. Let's make a podcast with video and get on with it. Yeah, that is a very pragmatic view. And, and I've found myself coming around to that view in terms of the video audio controversy, as it seems to be. I like to look for parallels. Hmm. Just because we have books without pictures doesn't mean we give up making books with pictures. Some books have pictures, some don't. Which one's better? Yeah. What's the book about? Same. There's no given that video is always better or audio is always better. Or Those absolutes are not applicable. I mean, not helpful. A, yeah. At Solid Gold, you've got audio and video capabilities within your studios. Just trend-wise, are you seeing an uprise in video requests, or is it, or are you yeah, not really seeing yeah, it? Yeah, it's definitely, when people come to us, I want to make a podcast, it's three people having a conversation. Yes, we want video. It's very important that we understand, by video, do you mean you want one camera fly on the wall watching you make the podcast? Or do you want multiple cameras cutting to close up, zooming in, zooming out, wide shots? Because that's television and it costs what television costs. So yeah. it's not a given that when somebody says video that we, we all understand or mean the same thing. Yeah, I think your structure is, your, your kind of average video offering is a single camera on a tripod capturing the entire conversation. Yes. And, and right. we encourage clients to bring iPhones in and we've got a couple of ring lights and mic stands and stuff and put your iPhones up and film extra angles and put the whole thing together yourself in post for the hobbyists. No problem with that at all. That's quite a popular offering. And I'm, but I imagine a, a multicam edit does cost more if, you, if they're asking you for it. Yeah. Once you've got multicam, you, you move into a whole new world of pain. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> you've got framing, you've got headroom, you've got color matching, you've got uh, mm. focus, you've got depth of field. Just, we record this now, and if you don't have a busy day, by this afternoon, it's the audio is done, edited, ums and ahs removed, cleaned up, normalized, compressed, published. So the answer is yes, video is increasing. Where it's increasing on the corporate side is we're releasing audio podcasts and we're intentionally shooting good video to make snippets for LinkedIn pr and uh, promotional purposes. So we're not trying right. to make the whole thing video. We're trying mm. to make video for promotion of the podcast. Mm. On the hobbyist side, it's very much single cam, wide shot, bring your own cell phones and shoot extra angles. Right. But there are clients in the middle where we are doing three camera talking head, two people interview shows. Right, right. I think it feels like a grudge purchase for podcasters who make their own shows or who are relatively small scale to have to scale up to such a large degree in order to make promotional material or in order to just simply open up another channel for discoverability purposes because very few of us are doing it for, oh, I love YouTube, let me get on that. They're, they're doing it because, oh man, podcast discovery is so bad, I've got to get on a video. So I keep it's, reading that's where the audience is and if you're not on YouTube, it's not going to work. There's definitely a... There's definitely a prevalence of that we have to start with why essentially gavin do you get a lot of people coming to you for creating a podcast who just have not gone through the thinking properly yet oh yeah absolutely absolutely people have listened to and podcasts how do you deal with that cool. it's really hard because i can see people are excited and they've got this picture in their head but if they can't articulate what success looks like they're going to get mm. very frustrated very quickly and give up on the whole thing and then say, this podcasting thing doesn't work. It's a waste of my time. And it's not that. We, we, we try very hard to help them unpack and articulate and, and understand what it is they're trying to achieve and where a podcast fits into that. 
And that was part of the, the journey that led us to the, the, the personality test, just to help anchor some points in the ground to give you reference things to talk about that help crystallize the different models in people's head. There's an exception to the reluctance we have to help people who don't have a clear why. And that's people who are on a journey and using a podcast as part of the way to navigate that journey towards clarity. So you might go, right. I'm having a midlife crisis. I've been retrenched. I'm on a journey to find my next big thing that I'm going to do. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm going to have a series of podcast interviews with people on how to find my purpose and how to get a job in my 50s or whatever the case may be. So the podcast's part of the podcast purpose is to find your purpose. What's the why? The why is to find where we're going. In that circumstance, that's a fun one. It might not be clear on what the, where they're going, but they're clear that the podcast is part of unpacking and uncovering that journey. So that would be the exception sure. to, no, I don't know what I'm doing. But in general, do you find quite a few people approach you with already an idea, like they say, I'm going to do serial, but for this kind of niche? Or do they say, I want to be Mac G? Or what kind of ideas do people have in their heads when they come to you? Everything you can think of. But classically, what we're finding in, in many of those cases is people have a solution looking for a problem as opposed mm -hmm. to the other way around. You've got a solution looking for a problem right. as opposed to how do we do X, Y, Z? Oh, let's use a podcast for that. So yeah, right. it's a Friday night, three people in a pub having a beer Oh, that's a cool idea. Let's do something with that without it actually being attached to solving a problem for somebody or moving something forward. It's just a cool implementation of something, but without a strategy underlying it. So that's common. A lot of, we get a lot of that. Right. Because it's cool. There must be an audience for it, right? Yeah. The three of us were sitting around having a beer and it was great. It was a great concept. We all laughed and loved it. There must be an audience for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've developed a number of tools on solidgold.co.za. Listeners can pop around and just have a look at the site. It's actually got quite a lot of stuff going on. And you've got a one thing that really stuck out to me was this quote. A podcast must have a purpose. Why are you starting a podcast? What itch will it scratch? What problem does it solve? What Google search will it answer? So I'd like to just unpack those five things really under the title of purpose. And funnily enough, the Google search one is the one that's most interesting to me because it's the most narrow part yeah, of yeah. that statement. So I guess let's start with like, why are you starting a podcast? Can you unpack that whole thing for us? It comes down to you've got to decide what to do with your time next week, Wednesday afternoon. Hmm. Make a podcast or take your dog for a walk. If you look at the two and go, oh, I don't know which I'm going to do, then there's nothing exciting or driving or motivating you to do either. And if there's a competition between making this podcast and going for a, a walk with a dog and the dog wins, then there's something wrong with the, whatever's underlying making that podcast. So it's an extreme mm. example. But there, there has to be something that gets you go, I can't wait to have this conversation with this person about this thing so that my audience learns this or I learn this or whatever the purpose of the thing is. There has, mm. to, be, there has to be something. Otherwise, it's just sitting around talking. And right. th there's merit for sitting around talking. Sunday afternoons, have lunch, let's go grab a whiskey, sit around and just shoot the breeze and talk. There's value in just having a conversation. But if I say to you, John, come sit with me in the studio, let's have a, let's, let's have a conversation about something. What are we talking about? No, we're just going to talk. Okay. <laughs> How do I know when I'm finished just talking? Or There has to be some structure and structure comes from direction. It's a vector. Um, we're moving towards something. Otherwise, we're having these three-hour conversations that just go round and round. And maybe they're entertaining. Maybe there's some inside. But it's better to have 
John, we're going to talk about this journey in your life, or I want to understand how mm. you did this, whatever it is, but it, it pays right. to have some objective to work towards. And it also is this common thread, this spine, this golden thread between all your guests. You should be able to look at all the guests and say, okay, I can see you've got short people, tall people, old people, young people, employed people, whatever the, the range is. But the questions you always ask them relate to when did you discover you were dyslexic? When did you discover hmm. you were, could juggle? Whatever it is, there's always this thread that there's an intentionality behind where your conversation is going to take the people to and what you're going to unpack. Except if the journey is, all right, let's just have tea and biscuits and talk for an hour. There might be value in that, but maybe not. Sure. Uh, I guess with the why are you starting a podcast and then the second part of that being what itch will it scratch? What problem does it solve? And you might have to separate those two for me, but it's almost like a weird version of product market fit. Yes. Right. Like I've got a thing. Okay, great. Is there a market for it and do they fit together? Can they connect? Otherwise, as you said, you'll be talking for hours and not getting any kind of results. So can you separate what itch will it scratch and what problem does it solve? There might be a, a market for life-sized Spider-Man cakes for five-year-olds, but they cost 20,000 rand each. So the market might be quite limited for them, but it's mm -hmm. cool. And, and you can see there's a gap in the market for it, but you might not be able to do anything about that gap or with the gap, unless it's a hobby. So then it's fine. So what itch does it scratch? A person's got to be saying, there's some information in there that I need or want. There's, I've got an itch to know something, and this conversation is going to help me know that thing. Or what problem does it solve more along the lines of, okay, that might be more of a how-to episode or a let me talk through the steps of something. Right. But clearly, there's an expectation at the start that you're going to give me something. How do I start a business? <laughs> how do I deal with it? How do I register my business? How do I open a bank account? Is podcast channel should have a single unified purpose. And then each episode should deal with a single specific thing. So don't try and make these omnibus podcasts. Okay, how to open a bank account, how to register with UIF, how to register with CIPs. Don't put those right. all in one episode because mm -hmm. you're making it very hard for your listener to go, oh, I need to re-listen to that CIPC thing. Where was it? Oh, it's embedded mm -hmm. in an episode with a different name. I can't find it again. And then is Google search even more specific? <laughs> That's the fun one. It's a way to crystallize what I mean by saying your, your podcast has to have a purpose. So mm. John, Tell me about the podcast you make. Tell me about this podcast. Hmm. What, what, what's this podcast do? The purpose of the podcast is to connect members to the guild and what's going on and to keep them up to date. And hopefully, in this example, give them a lot of quality information about being a better podcaster. Okay. So, so that, that's the answer to what question? How do I become a podcaster in South Africa? Lacquer. Cool. Now, having that as the phrase stuck to the screen above the camera here, every podcast you make should help us answer that question. Right. Otherwise, you're making a different podcast from what you said you were making or what you set out to make. Sure. And, and it's, it's okay to pivot, okay to change. It's okay to say it's season two, we're focusing on, doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. you should unify those things in. The purpose of this channel is to help people become podcasters in South Africa. Okay. Within that, there's technical skills, there's hosting skills, there's interviewing skills, there's mic selection, there's room tree. There all sorts of things fit in there as seasons or episodes or something. When you're talking to somebody about mic selection, it's about how to select a mic 
so that you can be a successful podcaster in South Africa. Right. The, the Google question is, every episode should contribute to the answer of that. Okay. So let's switch lanes to the personality test. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but can you explain to me how you came up with the idea and what the some of the basic personalities are and how it works? So it, it was a journey that we found when we're asking people to clarify their purpose, you realize that they have competing priorities. We call it a value stack. If you have to make a choice between walking your dog and making the podcast, you're going to do one of them because it's more highly valued at that point in your time. So we found that there were a couple of questions we keep asking people and you stack up the values to understand what they're trying to achieve. And it's useful to know them in the same way as it's useful to do your personality test. You come up as introvert or extrovert. And, and the podcast personality is to help you understand what kind of podcast you are really thinking of making based on your answers to a couple of questions. So the first question we ask is, is this a business, is this a business or a hobby? Because you fundamentally do things differently if it's a business versus a hobby. Mm -hmm. So if it's a hobby and somebody says, here's lots of money to do this thing, you go, no, nah, I don't want your money. I'm just doing it for fun. But if it's for a business, you can't take next week off because your advertiser is saying, hang on, <laughs> I've booked an advert. You need to deliver. I don't care that it's the, the holiday week. You, you've got to deliver a podcast and, and, and put my advert out there. Fundamentally, knowing things like that help you clarify what you're going to do with your time and, and how you're going to make the podcast and which guests you have and so forth. So I'm going to start it here. Let's help clarify your podcast personality type. There are four. So at this point, I commit a cardinal sin of podcasting. I open up a PowerPoint presentation and work through it in audio. Do not do this. Fortunately, I think Spike is going to save the day with the edit here. But suffice to say, I opened up uh, Gavin's personality test on the website, which starts by asking four questions about motivation, monetization, markets, and momentum. So let's just go through it. As you say, you, you said, is it a business or is it a hobby? So I've clicked on hobby. And then monetization. Uh, I'm going to sell directly to my tribe if I ever monetize. My market okay. is niche. Let's say I'm I'm a fly fisherman. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about. And then is your content current or momentum? So this is the question about momentum. Is your content intended to be current or topical or would it have a long shelf life? Let's evergreen say evergreen. Yeah. Then we start getting into some like cool nuts and bolts stuff, which will help you. I don't have a podcast yet. And I've got to give you my email address so that you can track me and send me send marketing, marketing messages. Send you a podcast. <laughs> and then it brings up a nice little kind of summary. I've, I'm a hobbyist. I'm selling directly to my tribe. If I sell, I'm on a, a niche category. It's evergreen content. And there's all my details. And then I click on submit. And Gavin comes to your house, hunts you down, puts you in front of a microphone. Right. So then it <laughs> gives you this the personality test results here. There's 16 personalities. And which one are you? So HSNE, what does that mean, Gavin? We're being simplistic here. This, this is not like we can draw a sharp line and say it's absolutely perfect, but it, it's insightful, gives you some idea. You're doing this for fun. You're going to meet some cool people. You might get better at interviewing people. So your metrics of success, are, am I having fun? Am I meeting cool fly fishermen? Or am I staying at resorts and sharing my love for it? I'm a geek. I've been doing this for a long time and I want to share it. That's the people who've been making podcasts for 20 years. <laughs> they're sitting down in the bottom there. They've been, they're making podcasts on Star Trek and fan mode and, and all sorts of stuff. And they might be on the side selling some of the stuff that they're making. So they might be trading in Star Wars or Star Trek memorabilia and stuff like that uh, on Etsy or on eBay or something. So right. it could be something in that space. But it's nobody's giving up their day job to, to do this. But above that is 
the people who are probably thinking of wanting to monetize this podcast thing at some stage. It's a side hustle. I'm probably going to leave my job when this reaches a certain point. But to leave the aspirant quadrant, you've got to know whether you want to go into the top left quadrant or the bottom left quadrant. You've got to make a fundamental decision whether you're going to leave your job and start a business and the podcast is going to help you grow the business or you're leaving your job to build a podcast that millions of people listen to so you can sell adverts. You've got to make that fundamental choice. So the top left quadrant is pure media. It's a media play. I'm building an audience so that I have X thousand people of good quality. I can measure when they listen. I know how far through the show they listened. I know they listen to all the ads and I can go and sell adverts to them. So in that case, the the advertiser is your customer. The audience is your product. Now, it's not to say you treat them with disdain and disrespect and you don't listen to what they like and stuff. But fundamentally, you have to make a choice on programming based on what makes them stay so that they will listen to an advert by an advertiser who wants to reach those people. So if you've built up this big audience of vegans and Spur come along and say, here's a ridiculous amount of money, you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Do I take the money and change my programming and do I turn that money down and go and look for another sponsor, Real right. Burgers or whatever? But being clear that the money flow and everything is from the advertiser. That's your customer. Sure. You made this point on our WhatsApp community uh, today, I think, when, or maybe yesterday when someone said, talked about length, how long should my episodes be? And you say, you said, as if you're selling the audience, then as long as, then the episodes need to be as yeah. long as they, they have to listen to, to all the ads. Interest. <laughs> they have to listen to all the ads. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're in the bottom left quadrant, though, then, then you're into the, I'm not monetizing my podcast. In, in the bottom left quadrant, a podcast often looks a little bit more like a brochure or a billboard than it does uh, an advert. Do you have business cards? I still have business cards. I'm a little bit old-fashioned like that. So it's an extremely silly example because they, they're very cheap. But there's mm-hmm. never a thought of measuring the ROI on a business card. It's just yeah. one of the things you have to do to build awareness, retention, stickiness. People remember you, and it's all part of that. So sometimes a podcast is more like that. We're investing in it. It costs money. We're doing stuff with it, but we're not going to monetize it directly. Hmm. Don't monetize a business card. Use the the business card to monetize the offering, the service you're selling, the product you're selling, the client relationship. So it's a business cost. It's not meant to make any money. It's a marketing cost, essentially. And then I guess the other one would be a a company that's selling to, or a company or a person who is selling directly to their audience, as you said, not selling the audience, but selling to their audience. The way to look at podcasts in that quadrant is, what's the business plan? Hmm. What business am I in? Okay, I'm selling sports apparel. Cool. What's my business plan for the next two, three years? I'm going to grow to nationwide. I'm going to stay only in one city and I'm going to become well-known as sponsoring my local. Whatever your business plan is, is is the holy grail for you. That's the most important thing is you then say, what's the most important thing I'm having problems with in my business plan? Oh, people don't know I exist. Okay. Is a podcast a way to help people know I exist? Yes, maybe. It might be better to take a billboard if you're a local business. It might be better to do brochures. It might be better to sponsor a school team. There's lots of ways to get people to, to solve that business problem you're having, and a podcast might be one of them. Mm-hmm. And there's some instances where a podcast is really good at being the answer to a problem you have, particularly where the problem is an it-depends problem. You know, which, which running shoe should I buy? It depends. Okay, cool. What does it depend on? That's not going to look good on a billboard. It's not going to look good on a flyer. That's a good 
utilization of a podcast to answer a question that your audience who wants to buy shoes from you has. Mm-hmm. What shoe should I buy? Are you running short distance, long distance? Are you a sprinter? Are you a mar- And so on, all those questions. So you can have a podcast around those. And the purpose of that then is to give a person depth in dealing with the question they have. It's not a 30-second right. spot. Buy our shoes now. It's not. It's how sure. to choose the shoe. We're not, we're not even prescribing which shoe. We're just telling you what questions you should ask. When you walk in, you are familiar with what questions you should ask. Or when you hear the questions, they're not unfamiliar. But the magic happens when that person walks into the store and says, I'm looking for a running shoe. I listen to the podcast. I'm a sprinter. I've got collapsed art. Whatever you had the conversation. Mm-hmm. So the person has walked into your shop as a pre-warmed up client who's already had a meeting with you and you weren't even there. Sure. What's the value of that? Absolutely. And as evergreen content, that can happen for years. When it comes to these different types, it seems to me that the media play in South Africa, if you're focusing on the South African audience, is a tough one because the numbers are hard to get. If you have an international, if you're going for an international show, then you're competing with the rest of the world. What I'm leading to here is maybe selling to your audience is going to be easier than selling your audience. What's your opinion on the easiest route to, route to success with monetization? Guess what the answer to that is? It depends. It depends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it does depend. It, it, not to say that a youngster who arrives in the studio and says, I want to make a podcast, I want to be famous, I want to be the next Mac G or, or Joe Rogan. Not to say that they're not going to be on that journey and become that person. The reality is the odds don't favor it. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, you've probably already got a TikTok channel. You've probably already got a YouTube channel. If you aren't famous on Instagram and TikTok, it's going to be even harder to try and become famous starting a podcast. Right. So if you're famous on TikTok, we've got a couple of clients who are doing very well on TikTok and they're now migrating to making YouTube videos and podcasts with us. Right. Because the audience is looking for something a little bit more than just the, the short TikTok interaction. Cool. He's used TikTok to capture their attention, establish his relevance, and mm-hmm. uh, now he wants to lead them through somewhere else where he can engage more deeply with them. Right. He's calling it a media play, but I think over time he may realize it's not really a media play. He's actually building loyalty and an audience and a following that is more likely to do business with him than, than him wanting to sell them later. Because there's a trust issue in building a podcast. Yeah, I've built my audience. I've got 10,000 people listening. And it's just been you and me, my people. <laughs> and then suddenly you listen one day and says, before you listen, you have to listen to a two-minute advert. And you go, what the hell just happened there? I thought we were friends. I thought we had something. And, and you just sold me out, brother. Right. There's a challenge in pivoting from what, the one to the other in that you've now switched allegiances from me being who you were focused on to somebody else being who you focused on. Right. Uh, That's why it's useful up front to know what I'm trying to do. Sure. I think that this is, when it comes to the media plays, a few things that I've learned as well with clients that I've produced for is that if you have a starting audience, you can try your damnedest to convert them from Instagram to podcasts before you go looking for a completely invisible, not even their audience. Because they already have people who are at least align with the brand or the person yeah. at some level, and maybe they would like to go deeper. And I think that's it's a brand where, extension as opposed to a, a, a inventing a new yeah. product. You're not trying to change behavior. You're just trying to create, tack onto the stuff to behavior that they already have. You're adding on a new flavor toothpaste rather than inventing a new product. Right. 
And there are some, as you say, it depends. There are maybe you have a strategy where all you do is interview people who have audiences, like influencers, and may if they find it interesting enough to come onto your show, then maybe you leverage their audience and you build from that. But yeah, but it is a difficult one. If you're starting from zero, if you don't have an audience yet, then starting from zero in the media space, you are literally getting into the ring against every media player you can think of. You're Mm. competing against GT games. You're competing against BBC, you can competing in Joe. Everything you can think of that people spend their discretionary entertainment time on, hmm. you're competing for a slice of that, right? Uh, and you're trying to build up a, a, a loyal, predictable. It's really important that your audience is loyal and predictable, and so forth. That you can hand on heart tell an advertiser every week, five thousand people listen to twenty minutes of my podcast. Yeah, it can't just be the one episode did five thousand, all the other do five hundred because they, they they can't buy that. Mm-hmm. They need to buy the predictability. The re- and then in six months, your audience has either grown or dropped off because they've lost interest. Somebody else is competing for that. It's a really tough space to play in. Sure. All right. So if we have a look at the media play and we say that the basic tenets of that might be preferably have your own audience or have a budget to reach an audience with paid media, for example, if you have that ability, or you have to be an either an expert or have unparalleled access to experts in a certain field, in a niche field, because don't say entrepreneurship, because then you're competing with some of the biggest shows in the world. Yeah, diary right? of a CEO and, and how I yeah. built this. And, yeah. So unless it's in literally genetic engineering flies to more successfully produce fertilizer, like you have to get specific about that stuff. And then as, of course, as you niche down, the overall audience shrinks. So that makes the more and more you niche, the less and less media play becomes an option, essentially. But the more valuable the audience becomes mm. for very focused advertisers. Exactly. Yes. So, so the people selling electron microscopes, there might be three brands in the world, they want, your, they want to sell to your audience if you're breeding uh, uh, fruit flies. Right. If you've aggregated all 400 people in the world who are interested in that thing, that's valuable to, to that's a different path to it. So high value, small audience, high value, as opposed to high, large audience, low value. The easiest way to monetize an audience of a million people is not on Spotify and it's not on Apple and stuff. It's by by pushing them across to YouTube and letting YouTube help you monetize it. Hmm. But what you've got to remember then is it's not your audience. It's YouTube's audience. They can switch you off. You're subscribing to their terms and conditions and their values and so forth. And we've seen over the last couple of years how difficult that can be and how it changes. One day something is okay to say and the next week your episodes are being pulled and you've been struck for stuff you, you released two, three years ago. So there's some challenges in it, but they're monetizing your content. Are you finding that with uh, the majority of the brands or the, the majority of the clients that you work with at Solid Gold, are they mostly treating podcasts as a, a cost rather than trying to make money out of them? And for your bigger a- brands and stuff, it's content marketing, it's positioning, right. it's trust, it's thought leadership, it's creating content that you can promote on LinkedIn put on the website so you can either read the page or download a PDF or watch the video or listen to the podcast. They're not trying to build it so that they can monetize it and charge per listen or per view. And it's part of an overall communication brand building strategy. Right. Okay. Interesting. Because when it comes to the selling to the audience thing, if you're still, if you're working towards monetization and you want to make it pay for itself, I don't know if too many... The most standard way that I see of people making a profit here is that they sell courses or they sell, weirdly, photographers sell a lot of Premier Pro LUTs and all that kind of packages. And But there are a lot of people selling courses about how to do what I do, right? 
So if you've got a, let's say you're in the Cape Epic and you're an elite cyclist, you've got a podcast and you've got an audiobook or you've got a, a PDF about how to be a better cyclist. So that's your merchandise essentially. But I don't know a lot of South African shows that are selling to their audience, be it through merchandise or courses or anything. Can you think of any examples? So the most successful podcast I know of in, in monetary terms is the Easy Equities podcast. Mm -hmm. The Easy Equities podcast is called Easy Does It. And one of the things they don't tell you is how to open an account and fund it and click here. It's not a user's guide to Easy Equities. Easy Equities is a stock a DIY stockbroking website application business. So you can open your own accounts and trade local stocks, ETFs, US stocks yourself without a broker. Mm -hmm. But what they discovered early on is that there were a lot of people who'd signed up for easy equities accounts but weren't trading. They identified that it was a fear of money and talking about money that was the barrier to trading. Mm -hmm. So they started making a range of podcasts aimed at different people in different parts of their journey. So they have podcasts around money and trust of money and what is money. None of them are hard sell. None of them are adverts. They're just around the topics relating to money. Then once you've funded and you've bought your first share – oh, hang on, you don't have an ETF or you don't have a tax-free savings account. Let's have some conversations around what is tax? What is a tax-free savings account? What is And those conversations. But they're not just pushing them up and saying, I hope people listen. It's very much a targeted mailing list strategy. Right, let's look at our mailing list. Those 200,000 people have opened an account but not bought. Send them these podcasts right, and so forth. So that podcast is not going to be in the Sunday Times. Please listen to this. You're going to love the podcast. It's not going to be there. It's not going to get an award for South Africa's – it's none of those things. Hmm. But in terms of what it's doing for their businesses, it's generating several hundred million in conversion value and pushing people through the sales cycle and answering questions and taking away fear. Incredibly successful in terms of the metrics that matter to them. Let me ask you a question. Do you think they would ever sell an advert on that podcast? Not to another brand, no. Yeah, exactly. They make yeah. one for themselves, but they wouldn't. Possibly. There may be a, a strategic partnership there where there's another brand that fulfills some need in this world that you BMW. don't. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. I would like to, I would choose for it to what be What to do more with all direct. the money you've made. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look, like Welcome people, to the Champagne and Cocaine podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me bring it back to the question of, I come to you, I know relatively little about podcasts except that i listen to them and i like them and i work for a, a brand and i say to you we'd like to make a podcast what process should i follow from start to finish you know the answer <laughs> it depends <laughs> it depends <laughs> guys they're not let's any jump over. short answers to come out of this uh... <laughs> no. so let's assume you, you there is a need there is some value that a podcast could you my, my first question would be john cool, you're with this business, you're with this organization, what are the business plans for the next two, three years? Where, where's this business going? And what are the challenges you're facing? Prioritized. What are your top five challenges that your business is facing over the next two, three years to achieve what the business is going to achieve? Come hell out. Yeah, that's what you're really about. Mm -hmm. And then let's look for a way if we can use podcasts creatively to help do some of those things for you more efficiently than another process or another method or another strategy solution could do right that that would be the framework and it doesn't have to be a business we, we deal with a lot of non-profits and a lot of organizations who are doing good in the world and and they have challenges sometimes those challenges are getting donors to give them money or to reassure people who've given them money that the money is being well spent and in both those cases podcasts are very useful 
because you don't have to phone all your donors every week and say, just heads up, relax, we are spending your money wisely. You make podcasts talking about what you've done with the money. And then you're distributing that content to your donors, which means your donors stay donors because they're getting feedback that their money is being well utilized. Mm -hmm. But it's not eating up your time appeasing past donors while you should be out looking for new donors. You still got to do an email campaign. You still got to do a Facebook campaign. You still got to get that message in front of potential donors. Mm -hmm. But if somebody's curious, you get a 45 minute, two hour conversation with them to understand deeply what you're doing, why you need the money, what the challenges are. And then they can decide whether they want to follow up. When they contact you, they've leaned in. They've already agreed they want to give you money. The question is how much and, and what services. Sure. So those are two very useful ways to use podcasts in, in, in that very narrow niche, narrow uh, example. Absolutely. And then for, let's just then take a, uh, this is, the answer is going to be, it depends. But if it's a, if it's a hobbyist, let's say I'm not representing a brand, I'm representing myself. I'm a gamer. I'm a, I, you know, people say, do what you love. I love playing games and I love talking about games. I want to have a podcast talking about games and, and I want to monetize it somehow. Like, where do I start? Sure. That, that, that's a tough one because we do get that a lot. Um, my, my question then is, do you want to monetize it by building an audience that you sell Sony ads to? Or do you want to build an audience who pay you an appearance fee to come play in their tournaments? Hmm. Or support you on Patreon um, to make more content or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not, it's not there's no universal. Yeah, here it is. Sometimes you use all of these things to lead to a different moment at which you're really monetizing your thing. My advice to young people is: don't follow your passions, follow your skills. What are you good at? Do that, monetize that, and take the money and have fun with it. Or yeah. do your passion stuff. Yeah, is gaming a passion, or are you so good at it that you're in the top one percent of the top one percent? Mm. Because then good news, you've got a podcast. Help. <laughs> you've got a money-making Then show. we could probably help you monetize that because you are – people want to watch that person play. Yeah. Or you have to be in the top 1% uh, of talking about gaming without actually being good at it. Yes. No, yeah. entertaining. Not just because yeah. – Knowledgeable. Yeah. So, yes, you might – that distinction between, yeah, I'm excited, I'm passionate – the word passion just doesn't belong if you're trying to monetize stuff. It's not, gonna, it's not helpful. It's not going to work for you. You need to be good at it. Yeah. Gavin, thanks again for your time and, and for your wisdom. And uh, for every, everyone who's listening, go check out solidgold.co.za. There's a blog there as well, which has got a lot of interesting thoughts. And of course, you can find Gavin on the WhatsApp community, always ready to answer questions, <laughs> <laughs> constantly well, messaging. Depends. <laughs> depends. There are no stupid questions, but he doesn't answer stupid questions. John, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. And just remind me why we're making the podcast again. To help South Africans podcast. To help South African podcasts. Love it. Pass, yeah. To help South African make, podcasters make, do it better. Make podcasts. To help South Africans, South Africans make podcasts. podcasts. I've got to print it out, clearly. <laughs> Lovely. John, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, dude. That's it for part one, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that illuminating and helpful. Stay tuned for part two about branded content, video in podcasts, creating podcasts at scale, and more from Gavin Kennedy. If you're listening to this and you're not yet a member of the South African Podcasters Guild, go over to www.sapg.co.za and join us. We're here to help you make a podcast in South Africa.